in our series enjoying the creativity of God enjoying uh, uh, enjoying the creativity of God um, that's our series um, yeah enjoying the creative power of God rather enjoying the creative power of God is the series we've been running and um, um, pastor and pastor Lola they've looked at some um, um, topics in the past and and pastor did a lovely um, presentation and and someone last Sunday when I listened to that clip I've not been around in a while now I'm just been traveling from here to there and um, but I've been following up what is going on online and I've been following up on YouTube when messages are posted on, on WhatsApp and YouTube I've been following up what is going on today I don't know if the banner is there so um, um, the first day Pastor Lola did uh, talked on the transformational power of God Pastor talked on the multiplication of power of God and the illuminating power of God last Sunday and today we are looking at the uh, protective power of God praise the Lord praise the Lord protective power of God praise the Lord uh, and uh, it's not a very long message today it's not a very long message but I just want you to capture um, a particular thing that is very outstanding about the protective power of God. Um, um, I, I want to say thank you to um, the senior pastor. He's not here. He's been away with his family to uh, Florida. So I want to say thank you to him and also the leadership of the church for this privilege and opportunity to bring God's word to God's people today. And if you're watching online or you're watching on, on uh, LiveGate channels or our YouTube channel, you're going to watch later. Um, we're bringing this message and the same blessing in this house is going to come to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. The protective power of God. We've been looking at the book of John. You know, the book of John is, I would say, is the one of the most amazing book where the Holy Spirit detailed about the Son of God. Uh, the Holy Spirit through John gave a very um, um, expressive rendition or or an analogy of the Son of God in every chapter. In every chapter from 1 to 21, you find the Son of God being expressed in different ways and in different dimensions and in different capacity. And um, uh, we're looking at, we've been looking at the book of John, and today we're looking at John 10 to 12. So we're looking at John chapter 10, 11, and 12. But of course, you know, you validate scripture with scripture. So the Bible says comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So you're not just going to, we're not going to just focus on 10, 11, 12. We're going to do a lot of cross-referencing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now the Bible says if we open um, Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. When the when pastor told me, okay, um, pastor, you're going to preach on the protective power of God. And I began to... I don't know where I was at the time. Um, I began to ruminate over it and meditate about it. And this scripture was the first scripture the Holy Ghost brought to my mind. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse, and verse 10. And I began to see this scripture in a different dimension. I began to see the possibilities around this scripture that are hidden within it. I began to see things that I've never thought about in this particular scripture. The protective power of God. And John chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 18, if he's there, and verse 10. The Bible said, the name of the Lord, can we read it together? One, two, go. 
The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and are safe. Can we repeat it again? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Praise the Lord. So the emphasis here for protection is the name. The Bible didn't use an indefinite article, A. It used a definite article, there, T-H-E. So that tells you that the emphasis here is focused or centered. The emphasis is centric to the name. So it said the name of the Lord is a strong power. Now, the Bible didn't say that the name of the Lord is a tower. It said it's a strong tower. It's a validation of the name. It's like um, 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 an, uh, an adjective that is qualifying that tower and now to show the capacity and the strength and the efficiency or the effectiveness or the, or the, or the, or the majesty or the glory of that the Bible says that the name of the Lord is likened to a strong tower. That the name of the Lord is likened to a fortified tower. I don't know if you have watched some movies in the past where they built some towers around the city and in the olden days in Jerusalem they used to have towers if you read about Uzziah Uzziah the king he built towers around Jerusalem and people mounted in those towers and they always watch people they are watchmen on those towers there are watchmen that are watching the city 24-7 on those towers and no enemy dares encroach into the territory of Jerusalem or Israel. So they are in every tribe, in every city. And they are there and they are armed. They are for defense and also for offense. They are for defense and also for offense. So they can go against the enemy. They can also defend the attack of the enemy against the people that dwell in the land. Now the Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong excuse me that the name of the Lord is a strong tower strong tower then it says that the righteous the righteous run to it and are safe Does it mean the righteous? Is there any physical tower on earth that is called the name of the Lord and the righteous physically runs into there to be saved? No. These are um, realities of the invisible realm. These are realities of the unseen realm. The realities. In fact, the New Testament calls it the heavenly place. The 
New Testament calls it, Paul calls it the heavenly. That's why I say we are blessed with all the blessings that is in Christ in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It's a blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place or places in Christ. That is the name of the Lord. It's not a physical location, so to speak. It is a realm in the unseen. Is the a realm? Is the is a realm in the invisible world where you can access with faith and prayer? And the Bible says that that name, the name of the Lord, the name, the name. I hope you know that the name of the Lord represents the power of the Lord. It represents the glory of the Lord. It represents the majesty of the Lord. It represents the dominion of the Lord. Anywhere the name appears, all the features and the contents and representation of the name appears there. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. You know, when God wants to do anything, I found that from scripture, he begins by introducing his name. When the Lord wants to show his glory, when the Lord wants to show his sufficiency, when the Lord wants to show his greatness, when the Lord wants to show his unconquerable nature, when the Lord wants to show anything that he wants to do in life on earth, he begins by introducing his name. He begins by introducing his name. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 1. Genesis 17 and verse 1. The Bible says, I need it to be quick. Okay, verse 1. And when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am almighty God. He said, I am almighty God he, he immediately introduced himself by name because if Abraham doesn't understand the capacity of whom he believes in he'll be a weak individual but the Bible says and God began by introducing the I am almighty God the name Exodus chapter 6 verse 3 can we have Exodus chapter 6 verse 3? The name. The name. The name. The name. When God came to Moses, he said, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. He said, but by my name, Lord, I was not known. He was introducing again to Moses another name called the Lord. He said, Abraham walked with me in his understanding of the capacity of my name as Almighty God. But it says, but I'm introducing to you the Lord. Because Moses was, Colonel Moses was um, a shadow of Christ. 
So he needed to know the lordship of Elohim. He needed to know the lordship. That was why Moses said to them that in time to come, God will give unto you a prophet like unto me. And it was Jesus who was referring to. He said, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. So all those generations, there's new God as God Almighty. That's all they knew. But when he came to Moses, he said, I am the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now the Bible says, the Bible says that in the beginning, was the word. John chapter 1 and verse 1. The be- in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was talking about Jesus. The same was in the beginning with God. The Bible says all things were made by him. Can we come with John chapter 1 and verse 1 that I'm in 2 now. The Bible said all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. Light and life, and that life is the light of men. And the Bible said, The light shineth in darkness, and darkness comprehended it not. Now, the reason I say that is this He said, I want to introduce you to you, I want to introduce to you my name, Lord. And the Bible says that all these names, all these names that God has exalted. His word, which is Jesus, above all his name. He has exalted the word, which is Jesus, above all his names. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name is impenetrable, is impregnable. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. You know, Jesus says something in John chapter 16. He said, Hitherto, you have not asked anything in my name. He was he wanted to make them understand. That's John chapter 16 and verse 23. He wanted them to know or to understand the importance of understanding and knowing this name because that is where protection is guaranteed. If you understand the name. Protection. And the protection is not just. You know when we talk about protection. You just think it's safety. Physical safety. Mm -mm. No. We're dealing with past, present and future protection. About everything in your totality of life. Your finances. Your health. Haven't you seen people who are healthy jumping everywhere? They go to the hospital. Say, so, okay, um, looking so much. Can I just look at your BP? From BP to another thing. Say, so, oh, you have one, like you hear the brother, elephantitis. Right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I don't know if that name exists. Does it, is it actually a real sickness? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, now you, you get to the hospital, you are jumping everywhere. All of a sudden, they've diagnosed something. And pew. Your life begins to go down. They say, oh, sorry. You've got only three months to leave. Huh? I was just jumping everywhere yesterday. 
Nothing was wrong with me. I didn't even come to do a checkup. I, I escorted somebody to hospital. And all of a sudden, there's something within me that I didn't know about. So we're talking about God protecting even the diseases that the devil are trying to bring to your life in the future or the ones that are there that you don't even know about. The Lord protecting your, your health from being invaded. That's what the Bible says, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The name of the Lord. If that's the only thing you get today, you are blessed. Are we blessed now? The name of the Lord, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That's why, ah, when they came back, they said, Master, he said, even the demons were subject to us in your name because the name is a strong tower. Nothing can invade it. When you're functioning in that name, when you are coming in the capacity of that name, the devils know about it. It's, 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 more, of an, it's more of a spiritual activity and in the realm of the spirit than a physical location of a place. The name of the Lord. The name. The name of the Lord. Because you see, in the unseen realm there are battles. Can we bring Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians 1.20. Can we bring Ephesians 1.20 here? Ephesians 1.20. I want to jump on this now. Ephesians 1.20. Is it there? The Bible says, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. It's not heaven, the, the abode of the redeemed. When we are done in this world. It's not what it's talking about. Heavenly place is talking about spiritual activity and action. That happens in the realm of your sin. Where the victory of Christ is not argued at all. Where the enemies are completely vanquished. Because in that realm there are battles. Can we bring Ephesians 2 verse 6. 2 verse 6. Ephesians 2 verse 6. The Bible says, and raised us, look at us, the believers, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Made us occupy the same, that is the strong tower that the righteous runs into and the devil tells all the demon, hey, withdraw, retreat. You can't go there. But you see, you have to have an understanding of that name. Because when the seven sons of Sceva in Acts chapter 19 came with that name, they borrowed it. It was not part of their lives. That name has not integrated with their being. That name has not taken full dominance and control over their human spirit. And they went, they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached. That shows the Externality. So there was a, they, they were they were trying to borrow an external concept to deal with something that is spiritual. They say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preached, we adjure you. And the demon said, Devil, yeah, Paul, I know, Jesus, I know. Who are thou? The Bible says, He raised us up together 
and made all sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He raised us up together, together, together. That is the righteousness of Christ. He raised us up when Jesus was coming out of the grave. Everyone that ever believed in him, everyone that will ever come in the name of the Lord, everyone that would ever subscribe to the power of that name. The Bible says, all of them, whether it's a child that's born today that recognizes Christ in 10 years time, if Jesus tarries, the Bible says that individual has been raised up together with him. And they're sitting together in the heavenly places in Christ. I'll show you why. Go to Ephesians again. Chapter 3 and verse 10. Chapter 3 and verse 10. The Bible says, look at this, look at this, look at this. To the intent that now, watch this, that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the way. So you can see, there are principalities and powers in the same region. In where? The heavenly places. So that is why you have to sit in Christ. You have to sit in Christ. You wake up in Christ. You go to bed in Christ. You go to work in Christ. Because there are other forces there who contend. Once they see you outside the limits of your boundary, you become a victim. Did you see the place you read in Numbers? In Numbers. Chapter 35. Can we go there? Numbers 35. We'll still come back to this Ephesians. I'm, I'm, I'm driving at something. Numbers 35. Uh, and and is, is it verse 25 now? Go, go to verse 25. Let's see. Uh, verse 25. Uh, the Bible says, So the congregation shall deliver the manslayer from the hand of the avenger of the blood, and the congregation shall return him to the city of refuge where he had fled. And it shall remain there until the death of the high priest who was anointed with the oil, with the holy oil. The next verse, verse 26. The Bible says, But if the man slayer, that is the point I'm looking for. If the man slayer at any time goes outside the limits of the city of refuge where he fled, uh -huh, verse 27, and the avenger of the blood finds him outside the limits of his city of refuge, and the avenger of blood kills the messenger. He shall not be guilty of his blood. The city of refuge in the Old Testament is Jesus. You know, Jesus is painted as a picture in every single book of the 66 books of the Bible. City of refuge. In fact, in, in Joshua 21, when Joshua began to allocate, you know, allocations and regions to, to different tribes of Israel, the Bible says every tribe, every tribe, Joshua 21, if you look at verse, if you look at verse 13, 21, 27, 32, 38 of Joshua 21, you find out that, you know, there was a, a, always a city that is called the city of refuge. If you do anything, are you able to escape the hand of the executioner and you run into that particular place, you, you are declared untouched. But you see, any day, any day, whether consciously or unconsciously, aware or unaware, you, you, you leave that particular city 
that city of refuge and come outside the gate and you go beyond the limits of that particular city then when the one who has legal responsibility or role to execute the killer of his brother or his relative meets you he slaughters that individual and the bible said he is not guilty of the blood so you can see that once you go outside the jurisdiction of Christ, then God is not under any obligation to protect your life. Because once you go outside the confines, in him we move. In him we live, in him. Anything outside him makes you a victim. Anything outside him makes you vulnerable. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. Because that is the only place that's a strong tower. Anything outside that place we become vulnerable to the devil. Because the devil, if we go back to that um, Ephesians 3, because the devil has a jurisdiction as well in the heavenly places. Can we get Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10? Ephesians 6 and verse 10, please. Ephesians 6, 10. 6, 10, Ephesians. Ephesians, media, please. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of his might. He said, be strong in the Lord. Be strong. I, I don't have time to explain this particular scripture. He said, be strong in the Lord. Then he says again, be strong in the power of his mind. These are two different things. Be strong in the Lord. Be equipped with the knowledge of, of the Lord. Be equipped with the arsenal of the Lord. He said, be strong in the Lord. In, not out. Of the Lord in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. It means that you have to be a consistent dweller. A consistent dweller. That is learning every day on his feet. To understand how to express his capacity. His possibilities. His realities that are in the unseen realm. Be strong in the Lord. Then it says be strong in the power of his might that talks about attack invasion when you talk about the, the might of the lord is invasion is invasion of the camp of the enemy that is that is you see that some angels in heaven that are possessive of the might of god michael is one of them michael is one of them he possesses the might of god not Gabriel. Gabriel is not in possession of the might because it does not go for invasion. He brings messages. But for Michael, anytime anybody wants to mess up with the church, Michael is dispatched. He goes with the might. That's what the Bible says. Be strong in the Lord and be strong in the power of his might. The next verse. The next verse. 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the words of the devil. The next verse. The next verse. Now he says this. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Look at this. Watch this. Watch this. And against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Four different categories of powers contesting human destiny are in the heavenly places. Four different categories. The Bible calls the principalities. is a category. It's not just one thing. It's a category. You can break down the principalities and now see all the demonic oppressions and sections and, and different branches within the principalities. Then there's another one called powers. There's another one called the rulers of the darkness of this age. There's another one called the spiritual hosts of wickedness. These are satanic categories that contest against human destiny. And they are residing in the heavenly places. Yet, that's also where the blessings of your destiny is resided. <laughs> so you can see, you, you see why people suddenly, when I was in the university, we would be writing exams, suddenly someone would go mad. Suddenly. And I'm wondering, what has happened? One of the categories here has been dispatched to be a barrier between the spirit of that young man and the soul. Once that barrier is created, insanity sets in straight away. Because once there's no communication between the spirit and the soul, then you cannot understand what you're doing anymore. But that person is not, you see, that person is not protected in the, in the tower of the Lord. It's not, it's, not, it's not protected. Because if you're protected, not, the Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, the one who has accepted all the things that Jesus did, the Bible said, runs into it and is saved. That's what the Bible said. There's no other name given among men whereby they shall be saved except who? The name of Jesus. Except the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus said. Whatsoever you ask in my name, in my name, John chapter 14. He said, whatsoever you ask in my name. Can we bring to verse 13? John chapter 14 and verse 13. Whatsoever you ask in my name. He said, it shall be done. Whatever you ask in my name. Whatever you ask in my name. And whatsoever you ask in my name. That I will do. Whatever you ask in my name. Because as you are in this tower of the Lord, whatsoever you request, Jesus said, because you are asking through his righteousness, not your own self-righteousness. Once you are residing there, that's what the Bible says, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high, he that dwells in the secret place, you see, that is the, the strong tower. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high, the Bible says, shall abide under the shadow of his almighty. That Almighty there is the word called Shaddai. Is 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 the is the is the Hebrew word called Shaddai? Is is S H A W D A Y? Then there's also another compound one that's called Shaddai. That is S H E H no S H E then D A Y is another compound word. They describe God in a different form. The first one Shaddai talks about you know the mighty and unconquerable nature of Elohim. Shaddai. 
Shedeh, Shedeh talks about the, the, the all-sufficiency of God. Meaning that no matter what you need in life, no matter what you require to advance your life and to fulfill your destiny, then if you can dwell in God, he is more than enough to supply every need you will ever have. So the Bible says, he that dwells, he that dwells in the secret place, the strong tower, the only one that has access there is the righteous. The righteous is the only one that has access into that place. That's the only one that has access into that place is the righteous. He runs into that place. He's safe. He runs into that place. The door is shut to the unrighteous because the Bible says that the unrighteous are not so. They're like the chaff that's driven by the wind, the Bible says. The unrighteous are not so. Psalms chapter 1. The unrighteous are not so. You see, in that place, the fulfillment of his covenant and promises is not in doubt. What makes it a strong tower is, is built on the foundation of his integrity. It is built on the foundation of the integrity of his covenant and his promises. And the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 that by two immutable things the Bible says by two immutable things it becomes impossible for God to lie. No. No. So that is what the foundation that the strength of his integrity is what makes it a strong tower. It's built by covenant and promises. The Bible says that it is impossible. I want to borrow uh, uh, the words of, of, of my bishop's wife. She said, it's impossible for God to lie by two immutable things. The Bible says it's impossible for God to lie. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide. He that dwells in the secret place. I was driving down yesterday with a friend to Wolverhampton and I, and I was telling him a friend called me from Africa and we were saying something. I was telling my friend this young man he, 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 I don't know about right now, but he, he, he was a born-again Christian. And he just went off to Europe without finding out from the Holy Spirit what he was saying. Because the Bible says, without counselors, our purposes are disappointed. He said, without the counsel of the Lord, he said, purposes are disappointed. But through counsel, the scripture says, purposes are established. He didn't see counsel from the Holy Ghost. Went off. Under six months, everything he's ever worked for, saved. Gone. Gone. You see, the Holy Ghost will tell you, hey, don't do this, do that. Don't do that, do this, don't do that. And you've got to know how to hear from the Lord. Because Jesus said, you see, if you're not hearing, go, go to uh, John chapter 10, please, as we close. Jesus said, Jesus said that the only way to validate who is within the strong tower is the ones that hear his voice. John chapter 10. Jesus said the only way to validate those that hear Verse 9, he said, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved. If anyone enters by me, strong tower, 
If anyone enters through his name, say he will be saved. And the Bible says he will go in and out and find pasture, meaning that he would always be guided and instructed. In and out. Finding pasture. Look at this verse. Verse 27. Verse 27. Chapter 10 of John, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them. He said, my sheep, my sheep, not their sheep or his sheep, my possessive. My is what? Is that not possessive pronoun? Hmm? It's possessive pronoun, isn't it? He said, my sheep, the ones that I own, the ones that I do not own, I don't know about them. But the ones that I own, the ones that I can say, you know, in a family, you know, you know the father or the mother knows the son or the daughter that is very obedient. And that one would always secure favor. Believe me. The recalcitrant ones, the disobedient ones, especially when they've grown, and they always show muscles to the mom and the dad. Never. Nothing. Even advice, even instruction that can guide them in life, they won't get. Jesus said, my sheep, my, my sheep, they hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Verse 28 says, I give them eternal life, power, glory. That's what it is. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Never. They are in control. They are in control. They shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. How can you come in? They are in a strong tower. Neither can anyone snatch them out of my hand. It's not possible. He said, my father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able. His name is a strong tower. He's greater than all. No one can come in. No one can invade. No one can even find you. No. 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 There's a testimony. One of the revered men of God in Nigeria that is so respected, shared. A small boy and the mom, a very good Christian home. Very good Christian home. The mom, of course, has taught this boy about God and they've been following God and they are the sheep of the, of, of, of the master. Now, he said they got to a certain place and, uh, you know, some kidnappers surrounded them and took all of them into the bush. The boy, the small, the teenager in a secondary school took all of them into the bush and, of course, began to ask for different phone numbers and whatever to contact their parents, but they were not, they were not coming for They shot the first one. Third, shot the second one. Then when they, when they got to him, they asked him, you can see your colleagues are gone, so can you give us the number right now or you go? So I'm not giving. They pulled the trigger, AK-47, not small gun. Pulled it on him. It did not, it did not, the, the bullet did not come out. They tried everything. It didn't, all the, all the, all the gun did not work. They took him took the boy back to the city. Do you know, after a few days, according to the man of God, said the boy said they traced him. And when they found him, he said, what was it you did? Who, where, where do you guys go to? What, 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 you know, in my place, it's called Otomopo. Okay? So, what do you guys do that the gods were not able to even, you know, 
didn't get released. And he said from that day, the problem was not that they were not able to shoot that day. But from that day till the time they made that boy, he said the gun, none of the guns has, has worked. All of them has refused to work. Jesus said, the father who gave them me, he said, is greater than how many? All. And he said, no one is able to snatch them out of my hands. But you have to be his sheep. You have to be his sheep. You have to be his sheep. I don't know. I don't have time to talk about the revelation of Jesus Christ in the book of John. Maybe we'll talk about it you know, later on. In every chapter, in every chapter, you see Jesus being revealed. In every chapter, in chapter 1, you see him as the word of God. In fact, the Bible says all things were made by him, meaning that he's a creative word. We had a program recently, and an ovary was created. How did it happen? I don't know. I just believe God. And it happened. Ovary was created that was removed before. So, it's a creative word. It has creative power. It's the word of God in chapter 1. Chapter 2, you see him as a son of man. Chapter 3, you see him as a great teacher. Say, master teachers. Divine teacher. Four, you see him as a soul winner. That woman was by the well. Five, you see him as a great physician. That man that, that, you know, that was sick for 38 years. Six, you see him as, as the bread of life. Seven, you see him as the water of life. So, you see him revealed in every chapter. Then in chapter 10, you see him as a great shepherd or good shepherd. I love Jesus. I love him. In chapter 11, you saw him. He, he showed up as the resurrection and the life. So, everything you need is in that strong tower. The Bible said the name of the Lord, the name, Jesus Christ, is that strong tower. And the Bible said, as a righteous, if you can run into that place, if you can dwell there on daily basis, the scripture says, the arrows will fly by night and uh, the, the, the other ones by day. The Bible said, they shall not come nigher. Because you've made the Lord thy God. He said, even the Lord, your habitation and your dwelling. He said, shall not come nigh. Can we rise to our feet? Where?